in Christ by what you say and by what you do. Seek and serve God in Christ in all persons. Strive for peace. Strive for justice. Remember the forgotten. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Visit the sick. Care for children lost in the court system or living without their parents who are in prison. Show compassion for all God's creatures and children. Sound familiar? St. Matthias people are rising to this challenge and invite all of us to live out our baptismal covenant in many ways. But back to Mark's gospel. Clearly, Jesus does not intend for us to predict when he will return. Rather, he is urging us to live now as if his return is just around the corner. So no time to sleep away our lives. We are to be continually serving others. And at the same time, we're to be aware of the signs of his powerful rule all around us because he has arrived. So we are in a time of contradiction. We live in the already and the not yet, all at the same time. Already, Jesus has established the means by which we are drawn into relationship with God. But not yet do we live in complete communion with God. Already the realm of God is evident, but not yet is that realm fully established. Jesus speaks to us in this meanwhile time between the already and the not yet, and his message is clear. Keep alert. You wait. Live your life in the way of the one who has already come and died and been raised for you. For then we will not only be prepared to live in the promised realm of God someday, but we may experience now some of what life will be like. Thus we actively wait, following Jesus. Sure, sometimes we stumble in the dark and feel lost even as we try to follow him. But we pick ourselves up and keep going. Those of us who are my age, we know about picking ourselves up, don't we, and keeping going. Following the light of the world, Jesus. And we wait along with those who first heard Mark's gospel and got reassurance rather than information about the end times. Along with all of these, we wait and watch for a glimmer of light in the darkness for a small candle of hope to flicker bravely. Maybe we cry out into the darkness, Where are you, God? When will you come? We pray that God's kingdom come, God's will be done. Our rational minds search for the rational assurance of simple, specific answers, the seemingly simple questions. When will Jesus come to make things right? When will God's kingdom come, God's will be done? Perhaps if we're honest, even implying, if God's kingdom will come. And we whisper, I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. We imagine if only we know when, then we can rid ourselves of the darkness. But darkness is a recurring certainty. This season of shorter days and longer nights reminds us of that. And so does the dark news of the suffering endured by those we love. And so does the daily news that tells us of war upon wars in which people struggle against evil. The darkness drops again wrote William Butler Yeats in his poem, The Second Coming, written about the nightmare carnage of World War, when chaos was loosed upon the world. War can do that. War is doing that. 
And yet, and yet, we still lit a candle today, and we call it hope. Minister Patricia DeJong writes this about hope. Hope is what is left when your worst fears have been realized and you're no longer optimistic about the future. Hope is what comes with a broken heart that is willing to be mended. Willing to be mended. Hold on to the promises of God who works for those who wait. That's us. To be revived and restored. Evil in the world will be overthrown, just as God has always done in the past. Isaiah writes, to his time and to ours, hold on to the promises of God, even though things may look bleak. Lighting the candle called hope, we pray for the hope of Advent, that God will break into the ordinary, bringing the promise of peace and restored life. God's beloved people, Summon the strength to remember that indeed the holy breaks into the ordinary, flooding us with hope, making our hearts strong again, so that we can move through the world with courage and compassion, and so we do not lose heart. We live with our hearts broken open, so that God's compassion, caring, and love can find its way into our hearts, for that is what God provides. God gave us hope in the form of God's very self in love. As a vulnerable infant in a manger born for us, as a human divine whose life's mighty works and teaching, whose death and resurrection was for us, Jesus, who is himself the kingdom of God, has come, and his Holy Spirit lives with us now and forever. God's will be done. Although we wait for the second coming of Christ and the full realization of the coming the kingdom of God, we do not wait alone. The communion of saints, seen and unseen, abide here with us in the Holy Spirit. And though we may need reminders, we are never alone because God is always with us as we wait for God and pray to God and listen for God. And as we give thanks for the first advent that sustains us until the second advent, when God will establish God's rule in his fullness. I think that for me, advent is a time of both waiting and remembering, remembering that God is always with us. God is here, here and there and out there. I thought about that as I read in our newsletter this, this month, Father Scott's excellent article, the newsletter is out in the foyer. I commend it to you. He writes, This Advent we are inviting you to wait with the promised expectation of God's abiding presence in your life. Hear these powerful words. Promised. Expectation. God's abiding. That is, God's forever presence in your life. God is with us. That's what the angels named the Christ child, Emmanuel, we sang today, meaning God with us. In Advent, as we wait and pray and listen to God, we're invited to remember this amazing and powerful truth that God is with us. And sometimes that takes work, doesn't it? So we slow down. The long season of gentle night, 
holy darkness helps us to wait and pray and listen to God, whose presence in our life is a constant. Paul reminds the Corinthians, and we hear him too, that God's faithfulness abides. Even when we're not certain that God hears us, God keeps his promise never to abandon us. Maybe like me, you sometimes are brought to your knees, on your knees in the dark night of uncertainty or anger or pain. Even there, God's faithfulness, maybe especially there, God's faithfulness abides. God's love is there beside you in the dusty grit of your sorrow that brought you down to your knees. Maybe that's an unlikely place to find a manger. Maybe that's the perfect place. Or Advent is a reminder of the real setting of the long-anticipated birth. Not a clean, glittering place, but in the dusty grid of Bethlehem. Backwater Bethlehem. But that is just the sort of unlikely place that God has always shown up. In Bethlehem of all places, in a manger of all places, in your life of all places. God seeks you and waits for you. Have faith that your struggles are in God's hand as God holds you as a loving parent holds a dear child who is in pain. Our psalm today, Psalm 80, is an incredible confession, not of sin, but a confession of faith. It confesses the people's trust in God who is big enough to hear their hurt and strong enough to handle their anger and pain. It identifies God's people who, even in their suffering, have their courage to call on the Lord God of hosts to help them. Pray, beloved, that God will help us wait actively, be awake to God's presence, listening to God's messages that he has for you. Emboldened by God's love, abundantly poured into us by the Holy Spirit, we take the message of God's love to others. We can help ourselves because the good news of God with us is so strong that we seek ways to share the abundance as God opens our hearts and minds to care for others and the holy breaks into the ordinary, flooding us with hope, making our hearts strong again so that compassion and caring and God's love can find a way into our hearts and the heart of the world and we can move into the world with courage, you ministers of the church. Yes, that's what you are, ministers of the church. That may seem like quite a lot, but St. Paul knows you're up to it. He reminds us of our calling from God. He writes, you are not liking, lacking in any spiritual grace as you wait. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The creator of the world puts you beside the redeemer, the, the redeemer of the world and calls you his own. During these coming days as we wait actively, pray deeply, and listen expectantly to God, know that Advent is a season of remembering. Lighting and naming the candles in our Advent wreath helps us remember that God is always with us, ready to wait with us, ready to hear our prayers. God is seeking us, yearning for us, and we need only to remember and accept God's grace. Grace and forgiveness and mercy, hope, peace, joy, and love. Someday it will be fully realized.
us. But beloved, God's kingdom has come. It is Jesus. The kingdom of God cannot be separated from the person of Jesus who embodied God's power. God's will be done. God's will is our joy. It is our work with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. What a blessing when the hands and hearts of St. Messiah's people answer God's call. We pray in today's psalm. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. And God answered that prayer with light. The light of the child born in Bethlehem. 